my business is a part of me as much as I would like to be able to say, I turn off at five o'clock and go home, <laughs> go hang out with my kids and have family night. That's actually usually not true. My, <laughs> I'm not very good at balance. Uh, and so my business is a lot of part of me. And so if something goes wrong in my business, I can become emotional pretty quickly. And I don't think I'm alone in that. Hey guys, I'm Lindsay Teague Moreno and welcome to the Boss Up Podcast, a short, no BS podcast for all entrepreneurs. You can find more information or connect with me online at lindsayteaguemoreno.com. What is up, you guys? Welcome to the Boss Up Podcast. I'm so excited that you're back. I'm really excited to record this today. It's actually our very first full podcast since the first one was kind of an introduction to who we are and, and what we're doing here. And so today is going to be our, like our first real like get down to business learning opportunity, and I'm super excited about it. So today I actually picked my very favorite wine to introduce to you guys as our first wine choice for a Boss Up Podcast. Every week I'm going to introduce another wine to you guys because you know, sometimes moms just need wine, to be honest with you. <laughs> At least I do. And so today I'm actually drinking uh, my favorite red wine. It's a Brunello di Montalcino from 2010, and it's by Bonfi. So it's straight out of Montalcino, Italy. And this wine is like butter. It's just like melts in your mouth, goes down so easy, <laughs> maybe too easily. It's super, super, super good, but it's um, also pricey. So Brunello is a really good wine, but you're going to pay for what you get. So use this one as your celebration wine. Next time you have something really good going on. If you guys maybe aren't huge red wine fans, this might be a really good gateway for you because it is a really good red wine. doesn't have that bitter aftertaste uh, that sometimes you'll get with red wine. So Brunello di Montalcino, by Bonfi in 2010. I think that was my favorite year. Um, go grab you a bottle if you can before it's gone off the shelves. The 2012 just came out and it's supposed to be really good too. So that would be a, an awesome substitute if you need to substitute. All right. So today we're actually going to be talking about emotions. This can be a little bit of a tough topic because um, I know a lot of us women are sensitive. I know I get very sensitive about my business because I put a lot of um, my heart and soul and emotions and you know, really a lot of my worth is wrapped up in what I do, which is not what I want, right? I don't want to say my worth is my business, but I love it so much. And it is so much a part of me that it's hard to separate the Lindsay that works from the Lindsay that's the mom, from the Lindsay that's the wife to the Lindsay who's just hanging out in casual, right? They all kind of meld together. And my business is a part of me as much as I would like to be able to say, I turn off at five o'clock and go home, <laughs> go hang out with my kids and have family night. That's actually usually not true. My, <laughs> I'm not very good at balance. Uh, and so my business is a lot of part of me. And so if something goes wrong in my business, I can become emotional pretty quickly. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I think a lot of us like that. So I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about emotions. I want to talk about helpful emotions, unhelpful emotions, and emotional intelligence a little bit. I have heard a lot of people say things like, oh, women can't work together. Uh, women are overly emotional. They're, they won't make good entrepreneurs because they're too emotional at work. Um, women are too soft. They're not hard enough to own their own business. They need to be tougher. And while I think there's a lot of that that rings true for both men and women, I also then read a study that said that naturally, women are actually about 5% higher on the emotional intelligence scale than men. 
Okay. So that's not all women and not all men, but naturally women tend to understand their emotions and the emotions of others about 5% more than the opposite sex. So actually (laughs) data shows that women are actually very well equipped to own their own business emotionally. The definition of emotional intelligence is the ability to perceive and understand both our emotions and the emotions of others, and then use that information to help guide how we think and behave. And women actually do that very well naturally. So what is it that makes people say stuff like, women are too emotional to own a business. Um, They're not hard enough to do it. They don't work well together. And I believe that it comes down to a little thing called comparison. This is one thing that we as women, I notice, uh, are just not grasping. (laughs) A lot of times women entrepreneurs believe this lie that, there's only so much success to go around and that when a fellow woman sees some success in her business, that takes away from the amount of success left for that person to go and get. And the truth is it's unlimited. As many people can be successful as are willing to put in the work to get there, but we believe this lie. And so therefore we start to compare ourselves and we start to get jealous of what other people have. And it comes out in different emotional forms, right? It comes out as anger or rage or (laughs) whatever. I mean, it could come out as like sadness. It can come as a really big range of things. But when we come down to it, I think a lot of it has to do with the way that we compare ourselves to other female entrepreneurs. And I hate that for ourselves. I hate that because we should be cheering each other on. The good news is that according to the National Association of Women Business Owners in 2015, more than 9 million business firms were owned by women and they were generating about $1.5 trillion in sales. So women are doing a really good job in the workplace. We might not be paid as much as men, but in the entrepreneurship field, I think that we have an advantage because nobody's dictating our pay, right? When it comes to businesses that we own, we get to decide how much we get paid. And that is by working our tails off and creating a successful business where we can decide, this is how much this is worth. This is what I'm working to. And we get to set the goals, right? Nobody's setting a salary in front of us and saying, this is how much you're going to get paid versus here's how much a man's going to get paid. Okay. Um, and I love that about entrepreneurship. I am one of those people that's highly motivated by, uh, you know, a carrot in front of me. I want to know how much can I get? And then I'm going to go get double that. Right. And I don't want us to fall into this trap of comparison and letting unhelpful emotions guide the way we run our business. I heard a quote the other day by Ryan Holiday, and he says, If an emotion can't change the condition or the situation you're dealing with, it's likely an unhealthy emotion or quite possibly a destructive one. I have a ton of feelings about my business, just like you do, just like every other person that owns a business does. Holiday says you don't need to deny that you're having those feelings. All you need to do is really look into them. Why are you feeling the way that you do? Is it insecurity? Is there something else that's leading you to feel this way and have this emotional roller coaster that you do or have this emotional outbreak that you're having or to feel so emotional that it's changing the way that you work. Let's take, for example, let's say somebody you've been talking to about your product, you're trying to sell them on your product. You really want them to try what you have and they go out and they actually purchase it from a competitor. And that might make you sad. Let's say it makes you sad because what you're doing is you're comparing yourself to that other person. And you're saying, well, I must not have been good at that or good enough at that. 
so that they would come and work with me. Instead, they went and worked with my competitor, right? And that makes me sad. Well, that sadness is not going to help you make the next sale. In fact, it might hinder you. If you can't get over that quick enough and recover and realize, look, you're not going to be for everybody, then you might let that hinder your next sale, right? So what he says is he suggests that you should actually take your situation and pretend it's not happening to you. Pretend it's not important and doesn't matter. And how much easier would it be for you to know what to do? And I think that's such great advice. You can step back. And if it's somebody that you're not emotionally connected to, they're asking your advice, hey, Lindsay, how would you deal with this situation? And they spell it all out for you. It's easy when you're not emotionally connected to the problem to say, oh, that's so easy. Step A, B, and C. And this is how you get through it, right? Brush it off. Don't let it affect you. That's really not about you. That's not about you not being good at your job or not being enough of an expert or being too young or not being taken seriously. That's actually about them just connecting emotionally with this other person or this other company. So don't let it affect you the next time you're talking to the next client and let it ruin that interaction as well, right? And I think that's great advice. I think we should be doing that all the time. I think we should just be constantly checking our emotions. Is this going to help me? And sometimes emotions will help you. Sometimes I'll get righteously angry about something in my job and I will do something to fix it so it never happens to me again or it never happens to someone else in my business again. And that's okay. Um, I think that's an important emotion to have. Let, let anger fuel you to do something better. However, if that anger is actually going to hinder you from doing a good job next time, then it's an unhelpful emotion. So we should just check that and realize we are already naturally ahead of the game to run our own business. We're not overly emotional. We're not not set up for this business. We are going to be great entrepreneurs. We have everything we need to do that. We just need to check our comparison and stop letting comparison run our businesses for us. Realize that you're going to win some and you're going to lose some in business and you will have every range of emotion in this whole journey, like in the entire roller coaster of being an entrepreneur, you will feel everything from extreme happiness to extreme sadness. I have felt all of them in my career, even in just the last four years. That's not going to go away. Um, and it's just important that I make sure that I'm checking those emotions so that I can make sure that I am being as efficient as possible to move forward in my business. So that's what I've got for you guys today. I'm so excited to talk a little bit more about emotions next week. We will get into some really fun topics. So I hope to see you guys back next week. Today's Boss Up podcast is brought to you by children who have never needed anything more from you than the minute you need them to leave you alone so you can go to the bathroom. Cheers. <laughs>